Welcome to the Habesha Finance Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial independence and overcome your money problems. I'm Matt, bringing you the education and tools to help you get your life back, build wealth, and make a difference. Hello, folks. I'm Matt here to help you on your journey to financial freedom. And today I want to talk about retirement contribution limits for the 2021 year. Now, most of these contribution limits have not changed from 2020, but it's always good to go over this because you have new people entering the workforce, new people who are just starting 401ks or IRAs, and it's always good to be aware of this information. So let's start with the 401k. And in 2021, employees can contribute up to $19,500 to their 401k plan for 2021. When you break it down per month, that's about $1,625. By monthly, that's $812.50 coming out of your check. Or every other week, that's around $750. Remember, these are the maximum contribution limits. So you're going to be so you're going to want to invest and save as much as you can according to your budget and according to your lifestyle. Now, anyone age 50 or over is eligible for what they call an additional catch-up contribution of $6,500 here in the 2021 year. So the total amount that you can contribute if you're 50 and over is $26,000. And per month, that's $2,166 that you're able to contribute if you're 50 or over. Now, the same 401k limits also apply to the 403b as well as 457b participants. Now, moving forward to the traditional IRA and the Roth IRA, the maximum amount you can contribute to a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA for 2021 is $6,000 if you're under the age of 50. Now, that's $500 per month that you're able to contribute to a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA. Now, for those of you who are age 50 and older, you can contribute an extra $1,000 per year, again, as a catch-up contribution. And what that does, that brings your maximum IRA contribution to $7,000. And that's about $583 per month. Now, the last account that I want to talk about is the HSA, the health savings account. And some of you are wondering, Matt, what are you talking about? HSA, how, how is this a retirement account? Well, it is because at the age of 65, whatever funds you have in your HSA that you're investing and that you're allowing to grow through compound interest over time, you can actually withdraw that money similarly to how you would a 401k. So you're contributing into your HSA, you're deferring taxes, right? And of course, with HSAs, if you take the money out for qualified medical expenses, guess what? You don't pay any social security tax on that money. You don't pay any um, income tax on that money. HSAs overall are just a great vehicle for you to be able to save and invest especially when it comes to medical expenses. But let's say you made it all the way to the age of 65 and you haven't touched any of that money and you're looking to try to get some of that money back for, you know, maybe some kind of expense that you want to use. Well, what the what the government allows you to do with your HSA at the age of 65 is you're able to withdraw the money. And if you withdraw it for any other reasons outside of medical expenses that are not qualified, non-qualified medical expenses, you're able to just withdraw that similarly to how you a 401k. So you would pay income tax on the withdrawals. You're not going to pay any penalties after the age of 65. And that's the key thing about HSA. So with an HSA, an individual with an HSA can contribute up to $3,600. And now this is up 
$50 from the 2020 amount. And this is for an individual. Now, an individual with family coverage can contribute up to $7,200. And this is up from up, this is up $100 from 2020 um, for your HSA if you have a family. Now, if you're age 55 or older, you can contribute an additional, again, catch-up contribution of $1,000 per year. If your spouse is also 55 or older, he or she may establish a separate HSA and make a catch-up contribution to that account as well. So that's a really interesting way of trying to build wealth and trying to save money, especially with medical expenses and any kind of expenses that would be covered with an HSA, I would definitely make sure that you're looking into trying to get an HSA, especially if the time to sign up has passed. Try to get enough research and homework done by the end of the year. So when you do have that open window to start, you know, electing your next year's coverage for health, you definitely want to consider an HSA just because of that investment component that you have that gives you that triple tax benefit that you're putting money into an HSA no taxes, right? You're not paying any social security tax on that either. You're also having that money grow tax-free and then you're also able to withdraw that money tax-free, even the gains, if you use it for qualified medical expenses. Now, for those of you who are fortunate enough to be able to fully contribute into these accounts that we just talked about, remember, you can always save money in a 529 college savings plan. You can also open a regular taxable account where there are no limits, but you don't have the tax benefits that a 401k, a 403b, and IRAs provide, obviously, right? So you definitely want to look into those different accounts that you have or look into other investments that you yourself would be happy with. So I just want to say thanks for your time. I hope you all stay safe and well, and I'll see you soon. Peace.